Hello, I'm Radek. I'm Michael. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do every day working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. Okay, so before we start, I wanted to give a, a, a shout out to a thing we've added on the uh, on the podcast website, uh, which is the table of contents. Yay! So, so this is cool. When, uh, well, I'm biased. I made this, so, but but it's cool. Trust me. <laughs> when you go to uh, the podcast.fm slash toc, as in table of contents, or just choose table of contents from the menu uh, on on our website. Yeah, you could do that too. Uh, then you'll see the list of all episodes grouped by topic. So it's cool if you're just starting out and you're a new listener, uh, because you can see like everything. Uh, all of our past topics there, but they're not chronological. Instead, you know, you you can pick and choose depending on what you're interested in. And especially that we discuss different topics, uh, really different books. So actually, you know, if you uh, like, if you're you want to just choose a certain thing you want to discuss, uh, you want to listen to us discussing and you know giving you value in that. So uh-huh. just choose it. Yeah, and you can engage with our brand. That's right, <laughs> or with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and while you're at it, you know, you, you can just, you know, browse the table of contents website, which was, which is amazing. Uh, and, uh, and you can also go to iTunes and rate us on iTunes. Yay. Oh, that would we have be cool. so many five stars reviews, then, you know, thank you. <laughs> I actually don't know if we have five stars reviews, but I don't want to check. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay. So, um, today, uh, we are talking about another, yet another book, right? That's right. So, um, the Matrix. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. The book are, is are, are we having marching for the third time, mixing yes. in this fragment? Yes. yes, yes, yes. There is no spoon. Then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends; it is only yourself. You hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. So, um, Inevitable, uh, the book about trends and about what's going to be inevitable in the future. And this is the book that you read first and recommended that I read as well mm-hmm. to discuss it. That's right. So I, I, you're more fresh with the book, so uh, you should start. What's, uh, what did you think of it? So first of all, uh, the thing is, you know, the, the guy doesn't have all the answers. It's not like he has this, you know... You of course know, not. ...thing that... Um, uh, crystal ball and he just knows what's going to happen I mean lots of the things he discusses are pretty obvious if you're you know not living under a rock or something but for, for me the beginning was very good the, the, the later he was just repeating too much uh, of the same concepts um, but in, in whole uh, there are things I agree in this book uh, there are things I I'm not sure about um, but, um, but basically, you know, uh, going through this, uh, I would say he does outline a, a future that I see coming up. Yeah. A lot of the things like, especially when you kind of outline it are, are obvious or, you know, well, perhaps not everything, but it, it's, it doesn't seem particularly, uh, insightful, but, but, but he did, he did clearly think a lot about it. 
and he doesn't have all the answers. I I don't agree with everything. There's things I think he missed that are important. Um, but but overall, I, I think it's a, it's a pretty good perspective, and and he he did point out some interesting um, interesting trends or or, or remind me uh, of them. So it, it was a pretty good read. Yeah, what I really liked in the very beginning was the was the the, the force of becoming. You know mm-hmm. what uh, things are becoming. What you know, like like if you see a car. You know, a car uh, used to be a horse. Now it's a car, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And now it's becoming something even more. Uh, like 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 with 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 either Uber and you know these kind of developments, like shared rides, or you know Tesla and and all these developments. So mm-hmm. so the car is becoming something totally. I mean, not totally different, but something a lot different and a lot you know more interesting as well. Um, and of course, the internet. And what I really liked also that what he mentioned and what I really believe is is true is that on one hand, we who, you know, I mean, I've been running Nosby for 10 years now. So I can say that, you know, that it was then better time to start a like task management, project management app because mm-hmm. there were not so many. So I had few, like if few com- fewer competition uh, in theory. On the other hand, a uh, with all the developments, all these things that how how internet is becoming, how the programming is becoming easier and more accessible to people, how what how all these services are becoming more accessible to people, and you can actually like Lego blocks, you can just take lots of services, glue them together with APIs, and actually build a product out of it. Mm-hmm. So I agree that you know in 2016 we think everything has been invented, but actually uh, it's not. You know we are still at the very beginning of things. I mean, we it, it's still becoming a lot more. So, and that, that's why when people ask me, you know, after 10 years of running Nosby, you must be bored to death and you like, like you just, <laughs> you know, uh, it, you've already dis- you have already discovered and set up a product. I mean, you know, you're set for life. <laughs> and I'm like, not really. <sighs> no. The more I see what we can do, the more I see, the more opportunities I see. Uh, I mean, the, the more time passes, the m- more things I see we can still do and we can still, you know, uh, how we can still improve. So I don't see, you know, us celebrating 10 years of Nosby and thinking, yeah, we're done. Because <laughs> we're definitely not. Yeah. I really like how on the podcast Exponent, uh, Ben Thompson and, and James uh, Allworth, they, they talk a lot about companies uh, injecting technology in new places. So they, they, uh, I like how they talked about, you know, in the in in the past for the the last two decades, technology was its own kind of thing, its own industry, and we competed with each other, right? So we're in, in this like tech tech. Uh, we're we're doing an app, right? Right. Uh, but but the thing is, technology is not now its own thing. Technology is everywhere and everything that's not yet been touched with technology or tech or the new technology, you know, with with internet or with, you know, more more smarts or artificial intelligence or, you know, these kinds of things, uh, it will be. So so it's still, you know, it's still the best time ever to start. Um, it's still a good time to to start making I don't know a new task management app, but there's plenty of these other opportunities that would be too difficult in the past. Like uh, when you see uh, Uber, like you know, it's it's a cliche example because every everyone talks about uh, Uber, but it's 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 a transportation company and a technology company, right? They 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 injected uh, technology, and now transportation is becoming something else. 
uh, or, or Airbnb, another obvious uh, example, right? They're in the technology business and hospitality business, right? It's like they're into hotels, but not really, but they've injected uh, technology into something that previously lacked technology, and now it became something else. Uh, in a month, I'm going for a vacation with my family, and I just just yesterday, I, I booked two, two places where we're going to stay both on Airbnb. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah, and there's this quote by Mark Andreessen, whom I don't really like, but anyway, he said that software is eating the world. And and uh, this is something, uh, this, as you said, in, you inject technology into things and they just become better. Mm-hmm. And even in the in this book, the author went one step further. He said that, you know, if you inject AI, so artificial intelligence, into anything, you know, into any object, it becomes 10 times better because, mm-hmm. you know, of the AI. And I don't necessarily think that everything will be 10 times better because it's going to be just a little bit smarter. But you're, you're right. I mean, he's right in the whole that if you make something smarter, it's just going to be really more useful and, and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as computing becomes cheaper and cheaper, eventually it becomes like so cheap and so ubiquitous that it's no longer a big decision to make. It's just like you can have a, 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 a chip uh, everywhere because why not right yeah so so you you can you can have like he, he he talked about things which now seem totally ridiculous like smart clothes and smart uh, washing machines yeah um but at one point perhaps it it won't be so strange because it, it will be just so easy and cheap and ubiquitous that there will be no reason not to do it yeah i mean it's already like this that you know that uh, i still remember you know i still remember the times when when we had, you know, floppy disks, and then we had pen drives. And when we had the first pen drives, they were very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they give you a pen drive everywhere, you know, for free. <laughs> I'm like, I have a few of them, and I'm just throwing them away because I don't need them anymore. I mean, who uses pen drives with Dropbox? But but still, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing how something that was really expensive, you know, at some point became so cheap so quickly. And it's the same with, with, with that data storage. Like when I started Nosby, um, I had to f- really figure out, you know, how much data I can store for every user, how many attachments, there was like limits to how many attachments people could, you know, attach to projects. And then now it's just so cheap that I just, you know, don't care any- anymore because yeah, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, one observation, which, um, which is not, not new to me, but, but it, it was uh, interesting. The, the first time I, I heard it is, is just what we think of as AI. Like the 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 thing is, every every time something becomes possible with computers, it's no longer AI. It's just a a, a thing we do with computers. It's 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 normal, exactly. right? And AI is is always these this this uh, futuristic, you know, almost usually dystopian thing. You know, it's it's like robots which are like humans. And it's 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 not another very useful way to think about it. So AI is always something that's not there, and every time something becomes possible, we it just becomes normal. We accept it as a fact, and we we put a different name to it, right? So we just have you know normal algorithms. We have machine learning or whatever. We, we you know or or Bayesian uh, filters or it's it's no longer artificial intelligence. Like it's we no longer think oh it's something. You know, it's something humans are uniquely equipped to do, and we'd have to have artificial intelligence to do it. It's just 
with time, as we figure out more and more advanced way to process information uh, and you know pick up patterns and, and things like that, it just becomes normal. Yeah, I was. I remember I had a conversation with with somebody uh, about proactivity. They asked me about uh, Nosby and about things and about how how an app cannot you know still decide for you, right? What to do? And I was thinking, you know, if you think about it, um, if my Nosby app runs on my iPhone and my iPhone knows where I am what time it is, uh, has studied my, my patterns of how I work and knows what's the temperature outside, knows, um, you know, like, no, knows, I mean, has, has all these sensors. And, I, and, I, and for example, and I have my Apple Watch, it has, it knows my, um, I don't know, my health at this moment uh, and has my priority list in front of me. Actually, Nosby would, in theory, be able to suggest to me, you know, Michael, you should be working on this right now, right? Uh, it sounds a little bit ridiculous if you think about it, but on the other hand, with so many sensors, and in the book that they, 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 I mean, he also teaches about things that people put sensors on everything as well. Mm-hmm. With so many sensors and so many information we already have, and our, you know, our phones and our smartphones and, and, and our computers have about us, we can really, you know, be smart about it. And again, we don't call it AI, we just call it, you know, it's just suggesting, it's just, it's just you know, suggestion mechanism, yeah. that's it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm still slightly skeptical about how much could we really do useful with it. At least, at least now, it still seems rather ridiculous uh, to me. Uh, and yet, it's. I guess what's important is is just not to reject it out of hand completely. Because even if it will never be perfect, or or you know, never in 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 quotes at least, uh, you know, ne- never in 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 the near future, or won't be perfect, or 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 whatever. Even if we can do it now, it doesn't mean. There aren't opportunities uh, there, uh, perhaps slightly in the future, with you know, with uh, enough data and enough sensors, enough like inputs to be able to f- figure things out or at least suggest things. So yeah, it's 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 really something to think about in the future. Yeah, and and in the, this this I mean, very very good point, and this reminds me actually of of also in the book this fantastic uh, loop of of you know um robot um rejection of robots and you know uh, uh, denial of of robots so first of all you know i have a job and i'm the best to do the job and then they come the robots so like the first step is you know there's no way this robot can do my job you know and then then, then there's like, like you keep going you know, uh, okay this robot actually is doing my job, but not so good as I can. Mm-hmm. But then, huh, actually it's doing a actually pretty good job. Actually, it's faster than me, actually. Actually, it's good that the robot is doing my job because then I have another job now. And then the, <laughs> the loop begins, you know, again. And these, these old phases like, symbolize that. And, and, and what, you, what you said, it's our job to be open about it, to, to see these possibilities. Because, um, Yes, Nosby, for example, will not be able to tell you which priority task you should be doing right now, right this moment, mm-hmm. um, tomorrow. But uh, slowly, Nosby will be smarter. Nosby will be able to suggest you more to, mm-hmm. to, to help you manage your stuff more and, and to get you more organized. But and with, the, with these baby steps, um, just like with these robots, you come to a situation where things, as you said, are just obvious. It just works like this, right? Yeah. You know, and 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 this is the, 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 the what's amazing about technology right now. Yeah, so I don't think we'll be able to convey it as persuasively as the author did. But, but like, he made a 
a very interesting point that in a way um, machines help us become more human by taking over routine work that doesn't really matter right so 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 let them and I, <laughs> again it's it's difficult to summarize like just how he ex- ex- like came to a conclusion but um you know just forgetting for a moment the obviously important uh, questions of you know how how it comes to be like how uh, society changes to uh, to keep up with the changing technology, which is obviously uh, a problem already uh, right now and will be in the future. Uh, in a way, it it makes a lot of sense that, you know, right now people, humans do a lot of things which can be automated. And if you automate them, uh, in, in like in the long term, that means you're freed up to do something more important, more uh you know harder like like something that that machines couldn't do you know make decisions that machines couldn't do at least not not yet right and 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 through this it's it's kind of bringing you closer to what is uniquely human so it's interesting yeah and um a couple of things here so first of all i i just uh, we we're just hiring a new uh software tester like quality assurance specialist mm-hmm. in nasby and I just uh, we just hired one, and I, I was interviewing him. My interview is the last one in the process, and I we were talking about automatic tests because there is like there is there are opinions about automatic tests, how many things can be automated, which 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 can't, and all these and things. You know, it just I don't want to get into this um, uh, discussion here, but we all agree that some things really can be automated and, and just made uh, uh, really uh, automatic. And I told him, you know, you should, you're, you should be looking at this. You should be looking where you can automate things because I believe you're hired for something more than just copy and paste. You know, yeah. I mean, the computer can do copy and paste faster than you. So let them do it. Right. So, uh, so again, uh, I told him that you know, auto like we cannot automate all the tests, but we can automate a lot of them. So, so this way he will not have to go through everything all over again when we release a new version of application. Mm-hmm. So, so things like that. And, and what you said about the, the, you know, these computers being faster and better than us, it reminds me also of the movie Hair. Have you seen the movie? Of course. Okay, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Hair and you want to see it, you know, uh, stop. Uh, listening right now so her with uh, um, invisible sky so um so the movie was amazing in this way i mean for me it was a shocker when when the the person i mean who was actually falling in love with you know with siri she had i mean he he thought he had a genuine relationship with her so with this assistant computer assistant mm-hmm while she was a computer, so she had unlimited computing power. So actually, she had almost unlimited these kind of relationships. Mm-hmm. And and if you think about it, it's crazy. But this is something what this book actually highlights, is that there are things that the computers can do, which we will never be able to do. We will never be able, as humans, like have, like, you know, 8,000 romantic relationships at the same time, you know, <laughs> or or. You know, yeah, I don't think that's actually very relevant to the to the uh, the the discussion, except for the fact that, like, like people tend to think of 
uh, you know, automation, uh, you know, when, when we think of like computers, machines, AI, we think of automation, right? So uh, things computers can do better or cheaper. But a yeah. much more interesting is things humans can't do at all. Like you, exactly. you could not possibly replace Google with a human. It just, exactly. You could not possibly. There's just no way. I mean, you know, there was a good example in the book, you know, that if you think about it, you know, Google is doing a search query uh, in milliseconds or micro something nanoseconds that a person would spend, I don't know how many days doing this research for this one query, right? So yeah. that's that's really impossible, yeah. No, that, that's why, that's why um, but what I'm saying is that sometimes for us, because we are limited by thinking what we can what how computers work that they can speed up our work a little bit we don't see this whole realm of things that computers can just do that we just can't mm -hmm. yeah uh another interesting observation is uh is that you know the highest paying jobs of 2050 will depend on technologies not yet invented yes yeah like like, like think about it like uh a big chunk of jobs don't uh, today, uh, or, or rather, a big chunk of of of, of people uh, do jobs that, in one way or another, existed some time ago. But when you kind of like individual kinds of jobs, uh, like seventy percent of jobs didn't exist two hundred years ago, right? And 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 like, um, and especially with technology progressing progressing faster and faster, uh, there's things we cannot predict just yet because we like it depends on you know it's it's a few steps removed from where we are now. Like you, you, we first need X to be able to invent technology Y, but we, because like X hasn't yet been invented, we can't even see that. And without that, like we, we can't even see the, the kinds of, you know, new and hot jobs, uh, the great new generation of 2050 or 2100 will do. Yeah, and if you think about, you know, in, in, in just... Like, in a few years, I mean, what happened with like, with the smartphone? You know, today actually is the um, is is an anniversary of Steve Jobs uh, passing, and um, True. actually, if you think about it, you know, he he when he showed the iPhone, it was it was it, many people thought it was just a better phone, while it was just a pocket computer. Except and, it, uh, it wasn't better at all. It was worse in so many ways. It was a, actually, exactly. It was a weather, worse phone, but it was a first pocket computer that really was a pocket computer. And now the latest and the greatest iPhone 7 is actually faster than the current lineup of MacBook Airs, as far as I remember. So, uh, so like in in this you know in this whole you know ten not even ten year time span from something you know from first pocket computer to pocket computer that's actually as fast as a desktop computer, um, and and the same with with uh, with you know cell actually cell phones uh, like twenty years ago we had a cell phone yay we could talk you know and now they're just dumb pipes right I mean <laughs> and nobody cares about their you know voice calling business anymore right so. Uh, so and this, this is twenty years. So yeah. it's just freaking amazing how how this thing changes. And and as you said, you know, in twenty fifty, like it's gonna be just totally different. Like there's so many things. Like just twenty years ago, not not even that long ago, twenty years ago, that, that people just did not see what we have now. If you explain them, explain it to them, uh, you know, technical people could grasp it, but 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 people haven't. I haven't really predicted today. So like 
try predicting 2015 or 2100. Uh, I'm sure there's bits and pieces that that could be explained and we'd understand them and we think that's interesting, though we wouldn't like clearly see it, see it not having experienced it, but we just, we can't see exactly which of uh, goes, so, so that's interesting. Another concept that I really think also is like very sim- similar, but still like it's this whole thing that you know, we just mentioned, for example, uh, Airbnb like and Uber actually. So convenience and access versus actually having so versus um ownership mm-hmm. right so like in many big cities right now where uber is ubiquitous um people just don't buy cars they just travel by uber and that's it and it's cheaper for them than owning a car um and uh, i was just um we discussed this on the on the past show i don't remember which one but we discussed this that yeah it was early on yeah when i was when i was uh, when i'm going to uh, to my hometown I was thinking actually of getting a car there, of buying a car to have it there, right? But then I thought, it's a stupid idea. And so every time we'll go there, we just rent a car because we just don't need to have a car there because we come there, you know, twice a year, you know? So uh, at best, best. so we just rent a car every time. So we just pay for the convenience of having a car waiting for us. It's a new car every time, you know, it's and it's just there. We just take it, we rent it. And it's going to be cheaper for us than owning a car, um, you know, deteriorating in value and all these things. So, so it's 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 um, and and now when we when I when I look at you know more things that that I use and more things that I, I care about is, and you know, the, that's why the subscription model that we have in NOSB or any other subscription model makes total sense because pay people pay for the convenience of having something, of having something when they need it, and not of owning something and ha- like needing to t- take care of it. In some ways, it's also uh, obvious uh, because we like it. It really became a thing that that people do. Um, but but when you think about it, it's quite remarkable this this shift away from uh, ownership to accessing. And it, it perhaps it doesn't make sense to 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 everything. Um, uh, though the the book may make quite an interesting uh, scenario of it being totally possible to just live without owning anything and still have access to lots of stuff but 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 anyway like your 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 example with a car um perhaps it's it's not the the best one because you're only there like some of the time so it's it seems obvious to me that uh owning a car there would be a ridiculously stupid idea oh, yeah. uh, but 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 think about you know the possibility of you not owning a car at all and still <laughs> taking advantage of cars because like how stupid is it to own a car where it's like even when you use it regularly it still sits unused idle like 98 or 95 percent of the time oh yes it's unused like that's a that's a stupid idea and for various reasons it mostly makes sense though it makes sense less and less but you know when you combine um autonomous driving which is again ai plus uh, electric cars where uh, the energy is cheap uh, and like other advancements, it will just be, it will be, you know, maybe not insane, but it just won't make sense to to many people to own cars because why would you do that? It's like so expensive and, and, and inefficient and it's so constraining for you to own a car. Like why not own a car when you can get access to a car within one minute? Right and just have it take you anywhere you want, and then stop using that car. 
it makes so much so much sense to to use this car this way. Um, it's going to take some time, but we'll get there. Yeah, and as you said, with lots of things, with lots of things, we'll, we'll start not really owning things, you know, and uh, just, just just using them, uh, having access to them, and and that's it. And this seems, you know, strange. Like, also with the cars, for example, the car used to be, I mean, used to be, it still is sometimes a status symbol, right? Somebody has a nice car or whatever. But things are changing right now, and 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 it it, it it stops becoming that. So when it does, this will no longer be, be, be relevant. So there will be this psychological shift as well, mm-hmm. and because this is also required, you know, when we make these shifts, I think you know, I think it's when you think about it, you know, what we just what, what you just said about twenty fifty and twenty one hundred. So if you think about it, just I don't know if if we are you know psychologically prepared for such rapid development, growth, and change. You know, it's just it's just so fast, right? Like lots of people still in, in now in in twenty sixteen don't have a smartphone or a computer because they're afraid of it, right? Something we just take for granted. But I I I don't think fear is what it is, but okay. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that the the change that we are going through it's 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 going to just be faster, you know. Mm-hmm. And we as humans also we have to be ready for this, you know, to yeah. to be ready to embrace it. The offer actually talked about it at the very beginning uh, with the coming we'll, we'll become mm-hmm. perpetual newbies because everything changes so fast uh, I think it it might be difficult especially at the start for like older generations to adapt but but with time you know with like now with the the, the generation that's growing up now uh, they will always be used to the fact that things change rapidly so yeah you will learn from the very start that it's that you you always learn that you're all that things are always changing and it won't be like you learn things once and then you go about your life but you'll be perpetual newbies and it will be fine i think yeah and everything will will always be upgrading to the latest model and it's like yeah. lots of software products including ours you know they update automatically, you know, when mm-hmm. you have an on your smartphone, on your iPhone, it's just, you know, you get new version whenever there's a new version there and it just changes and uh, you better watch out because things are changing. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and the thing to, to, to say here, and obviously we're, we're skipping lots of details because there's so much in the book and so little time to unpack it, so we're skimming through it, but, but a lot of things are better uh, than owning. It's, it's not, it's, you know sometimes it's part of it is uh, economical like right now it makes sense for a lot of people to own cars but it won't make sense to own cars because it will be cheaper not to own cars uh, but but it's like a perfect like old example of something that's better than owning roads like it's 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 like it would be insane for people to own their individual roads and have to like have systems of roads that are incompatible with each other. Like it was ridiculous. It makes way more sense to just share it, pay for it like a subscription with this thing called tax, and just use it whenever you want or not use it. It's fine, whatever. And it, or with other things, it a subscription model allows interesting new things. So. For example, with music, like something we're already a lot of people used to, uh, not owning music, but just accessing music through uh, your Spotify or Apple Music, is that you can access lots of things that you would never have because it would not make sense to to buy this this song or album that you're not sure you're going to like. But when you just can access whatever you want, you can try something and sometimes you'll add it to your 
your album and listen to it a lot, but you can access to way more things or, or imagine books. Not sure if it's going to happen um, or, or, or what way uh, specifically, but if, like imagine if you could subscribe to your, your Amazon slash Audible, like to access to like all the library of all books ever, right? If you had this, this, um, this hyperlink, this, this book of the future, which we discussed a, uh, a bunch of episodes ago, uh, where you have like uh, references to other books or quotes that link exactly to other books, again, you could, you, could, you could access this whole web of knowledge, right? Because like it wouldn't make sense to buy a book just to see if there's something interesting there. But when you can just, you know, jump between links and, and find these bits and pieces in all sorts of books, Again, that's something not possible uh, without a subscription to just all books. No, and, and exactly something we discussed a few episodes ago about a better audiobook or a better book. Mm-hmm. It's just there is a very there was a very good you know um, par- piece of I mean a few paragraphs there about about this uh, in this book uh, about how an, a hyperlinked um, uh, book could look like you know and and could work and. Uh, Along with everything, with 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 links to the exact quotes, to, to with 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 customer, um, you know, highlights, with you know everything, and this mm-hmm. would be again create a, an amazing you know not well of knowledge as you said. It's yeah, really cool. That's right. You know, also the concept of data. So uh, something um, it's it's mind-boggling for me a little bit. You know that we are collecting lots of data right now because data is cheap. You can you know you can store them on infinite hard disks right, right now. So. Um, there is lots of storage, so we store everything. And we, I mean, we store everything. Google knows everything about us, actually, um, when you think about it. So we store this. And the problem that I see, like practical problem for me right now, is the fact that really I can take as many pictures as, as I like. So it's great. But on the other hand, this mm-hmm. causes a problem that I never review the pictures anymore. And for me to find a picture now, it's really getting difficult because... Um, um, and I don't have really time to to remove the pictures I didn't like and all these things. So to do the curation of my album, you know, when you only could take thirty six pictures and you would you know reveal mm-hmm. them and you know you would uh, and then you would put them in the album and some of them you would throw away. Yeah, but now with so many pictures, uh, especially when you have you know just like me, you have three kids, then it's uh, you take lots of pictures. So for me, for example, yeah. all these services and all these functions which enable kind of AI to actually go through the, this immense data of my pictures and find me a nice album, create me automatically an album or a slideshow or something, or choose the best pictures for me, you know, this mm-hmm. would be very valuable because we're coming to a point where we collect lots of data, but then we just, you know, the data is um, is there, but, you know, it's, it's hard for us to do something with the data. And, and uh, what, uh, what the author is arguing is that data... Uh, cannot sit idle. Data has to be manipulated, has to be linked, has to be, uh, you know, uh, used and, and, and for, 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 for some better purpose. And, and for me, this is really important that, you know, that in this practical case of, of the photos, that mm-hmm. I, I, I want to take lots of pictures, but then I want to see only the best and I want to see them in a way that makes sense. And, and that's why these things should be better. <laughs> and also filter uh, the data. Uh, what the offer, uh, I think what, what he said was, uh, in a world of abundance, there's too much for you to ever consume, yes. right? It's, we have this wealth of information, but 
and, and that kind of creates a poverty of attention, right? We, we, we can't, there's so much, we need filters. We need like, we need help from technology to solve another problem created by technology, uh, which is we need ways to just find stuff. Um, and so, but, but that's interesting because uh, if you do it right, you can, you can really get access to lots of uh, things. So, so, so like, for example, what, uh, in another part of the book, when uh, the author talked about uh, flowing, so the concept that, you know, information, you know, data is, is free and can flow uh, everything and, and is therefore is free, right? There's things better than free. And one of those things is findability, right? Like a thing is worthless if you can't find oh, yeah. it. And so an interesting thing about something like like Netflix uh, is recommendations, right? You got to pay for Netflix, uh, but, you know, that might not happen now because Netflix's um, uh, libraries is limited. Uh, but But in principle, like imagine all movies or TV shows there, but they're worthless if you can't find them, if you can't find something you'd like. Or, or, or the same thing with, with books, right? Uh, and as a, a subscription, uh, giving access to all the books would be valuable and worth paying for if it had like really powerful uh, filters and, and ways of searching things and really, really good recommendations. Uh, which Amazon is already pretty good at, but will get way, way better with with uh, better technology, right? And it can suggest things to you that are interesting to you and that you would never otherwise find. That's interesting. Yes, it is. Although Netflix recommendation engine, I don't know, people praise it, but I just hate it. I think it's it's still rubbish. It's <laughs> Well, but <laughs> it's, we're, we're talking about the future, man. Yeah, I think so, because really I'm using Netflix every day and it keeps recommending me things I already see. I have already seen and uh, and mm-hmm. I've seen them using this Netflix account so it should know better right so why would it, why would it recommend me something again so um, yeah I don't know Netflix recommendation engine is still, <laughs> still things to work on but anyway you're totally right I mean um, for me it was already kind of magical I remember um, when this uh, shabby comp- shady company LinkedIn uh, I was I, I have a profile there so I was just updating my profile in LinkedIn and it would just tell me, you know, you might know these people. And I'm like, whoa, I actually know them. You know, I was, you know, I was, I, was, I know it's, you know, it shouldn't be a shocker actually, because, you know, it's pretty easy algorithm if, if you think about it. But for me, I remember this moment where I just saw it first time, this recommendation engine from LinkedIn. I was like, how do you know that? They, I really know these people. You know, I was, I was, I was genuinely surprised that you know people who they recommended as my you know connections are actually people I know. You know, and and um, this was a little bit uh, strange, but on the other hand, you know, I know how it works. So, but I remember this moment where I was just uh, surprised. Yeah. All right. Uh, another thing I, I wanted to uh, to mention is get back to the the concept of of, of flowing. Uh, so, so again, the, the author talked about how, you know, when the industrial revolution made copying exact and cheap, the information revolution made copying exact and free, right? So, uh, information can flow everywhere. It wants to flow, uh, everywhere. And, 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 and that can be a problem because, uh, it's, it still takes, uh, effort and money and work, uh, to make. 
and it it's 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 like fundamentally free uh in a way because the the, the incremental cost of making a copy is is zero uh, and, and so I, I i like the the list of of uh things which can be copied things that are better than free things which are still worth paying for uh, I, I, so I, I, I have the list on, on my, uh, in my book notes on my site, if you want to find them. Uh, but it, it's like this, uh, immediacy. So like you could, you could probably find it on, you know, uh, BitTorrent or whatever, but you can get it now when you pay for it, uh, tailoring. So, you know, get something that's customized to me. You can get an exact copy for free in some way. But if you can get something that's made just for you, that's that's worth paying for. Uh, understanding. Uh, so that's uh, an example would be uh, Red Hat, uh, which is a company that that sells Linux distributions, and their product is is free. But the real product, what what makes the company work, is they they provide customer service. They provide kind of a manual, right? They 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 made this work for you, and that's valuable. Uh, authenticity you know pay for it because you know it's the real thing and not a fake not not a scam not malware not you know you know it's authentic um convenience pay for it because it's easier because it's more convenient uh than finding an illegal copy for free uh, patronage pay for it because you want to support the offer uh we see a lot of that in music um uh, already uh music is in a way, worthless. Uh, unfortunately, like the streaming services, even if you pay for it, it's 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 worth you know the a song being played is is worth fractions of a penny, and uh, a lot, if not most, of of tiny uh, 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 you know music offers which are not well known, uh, you know uh, they 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 tend to have their music on like Bandcamp or or uh, SoundCloud where you can download it for free and they en- encourage you to do that, but they still want, like, encourage you that if you want to pay for it, you can. And sometimes people do want to pay for it because you want to support your offer. Um, embodiment. So get a physical copy of a book because it's an embodied book. It's not just a thing you have uh, in the device. You have it on your shelf and that's valuable. Or a live concert, right? That's better... Uh, than than free that can't be copied, and again findability. So pay for it because it could be found. No, it's so true. I mean, especially these examples of of something to have. I mean, you want things right away, right now. So if you want something right now, mm-hmm. you're actually going to pay for it because you want it right now. Because uh, just just a thought of you know I will have to go there to get this, and then you stand in line and like no, I want it right now. So like for me, this was. Um, uh, always, uh, I mean, uh, as an iTunes user, was always like when I wanted to get an, a new disc, I, I stopped buying discs altogether. I was just, I was, I was just browsing. You know, uh, we talked about you know Spotify and things, but you know, in the times where iTunes came up, uh, I stopped buying discs because I just was going through MediaMarkt, you know, and it was there were discs, and I was like, oh, I want this album. I would just get it right now on my iPhone through iTunes because it, was, it would be just right there. I don't have to buy the disc, go home rip it to iTunes to import it to my iTunes and you know all these things I actually would pay for mm-hmm. having it immediately but on the other hand uh, things like experiences like as you said personalized things are, are, are things that are mm-hmm. special for us so the special things we pay for and that's why for example um, also Airbnb is so successful because actually 
very often where you rent a house on Airbnb, they, people try to give you this experience. You know, they want to give you something special. Like you, like, like you feel like you're in their home and you are like a local person in the city and not a visitor on a hotel. Um, and and right now, I think the whole thing of Kickstarter, uh, where people build things and then they, they ship them, you know, uh, uh, they ship books suddenly again, right? Or, or, or things that are special, you know, limited editions, um, make so much sense because uh, people you know, want appreciate this, you know, individual special thing and they can pay for it. Okay, we're running out of time. Uh, I think we have more interesting ideas in the book to, to discuss uh like you know questioning and and, and tracking and yeah th th there's things we really have to discuss um mm -hmm. so we'll probably get back to it uh, next week so all right see you then